Brook thy ire. Now is time for books and reading. Avast. Hit the no, theme. pirates. Yeah, close enough. Hit the theme music. Avast is like lowly slang, but you're Yarr. kind of like keeping it in the same uh, in the same thing. Sure. Uh, uh, I was very, very, very loosely playing with such language in a certain novel I wrote called A Cook in the Kingdom. Hey, um, how very chivalric of you. How very chivalric. We'll mm-hmm. get to that in a moment. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To... Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gun Radio. Where the topics always are on books. It's always on reading. They're always on iambic pentameter. It's always on what kind of wine we like. It's always on nights. It's always on chivalric. It's always on days. It's always on fucking words that like you think you know how to pronounce them, and then you look at how they're pronounced, you go, really? Yeah, that was chivalric. Yeah, chivalric. Like, I... There's something grossly proper about saying chivalric, mm-hmm. where like it's kind of disappointing. If you hear somebody say chivalric, you're just like, "Come on, guys, just say chivalric." I'd be like, "What word is that? Chivalric? Chivalric? Mm-hmm. You know, if I do something with chivalry, it's cheval. Ugh. Yeah. It's like people who call it um, it's, it's chivas. People say chivas regal, chivas. Oh, chivas regal. What? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Chivas regal. I thought you were talking about sitting chivas. No, not sitting shiva. <laughs> shiva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dadoi. Well, fuck you. Uh, Daniel's not one of the chosen. This is, neither are you, motherfucker. Hey. And you know what? Between the two of us, I get mistaken a lot for being one of the chosen people. That's fair. Yeah. You know, um. It's because of your yarmulke. We'll introduce ourselves in a moment. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this kind of speaks to like, kind of like a a deep-seated thing with me. Um, In the uh, subways of, or subways and also the streets and whatnot of uh, New York City, uh, now and then a Hasidic person will grab you, like straight up grab you and say, are you Jewish? Mm-hmm. And they have a what's the mit- the mitzvah van, the mitzvah mobile. Oh, what's that? Is that like just uh, to pick them up and drive them around? Well, they have like the, uh, so Daniel and I used to live in New York, and so there would be like this this it looked like a party bus, except it was all run by like by Hasidic Jews. Mm-hmm. It was pretty wild. Is that the end of your story? That's just a van full of Jews. What? Well, I don't no, get like, it. There would be like it would be like a van, and there'd be a huge like 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 an ad almost on there, of, like a with a respected rabbi, and it was like, "Yay, mitzvahs for everyone" or something. Okay. I never looked too closely at it because it did not pertain to me. Okay, fair enough. However, however, Daniel, in the subways, a Hasidic Jew would grab my arm and just say, "Are you Jewish?" And the mm-hmm. first time it happened, I went, "No, but thanks." Like, I felt so like, like, oh, thank you for thinking that I was like, oh, yeah, I was a part of something here. That's, sure. that's really nice. Like, I was Dale's actually a part of nothing. I'm a part of nothing. And honestly, it, it really a bug- lone wolf. It makes me realize how much it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that is like a deep seated desire of me to fit in and everything and be and belonging. So sure. when somebody grabs me and says, are you Jewish? I go, no, but thank you. <laughs> I believe last time that happened to me, I was like, no, <laughs> like, what are you? T- what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm browner than Daniel is, and that's not just because I tan better. Yeah. Well, you've you're just naturally browner than me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, by, Dad. By far. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I am only lightly tan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's introduce ourselves. We're talking. We've been grab assing for a while here. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Hoon, what are you? Hello, everyone. I'm Gabe Morrow. I'm a comedian. Every now and again, I'm a writer for the most part. I'm an audio producer all the time, and uh, I'm a bartender. So that's pretty cool. Bright bartender by night. Mm-hmm. Tarbender by day. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and who are you, co-host? I am co-host Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, Daniel. Uh, America's uh, audio producer, editor, mm-hmm. writer, and an author. And sweetheart. And sweetheart. And lover, as opposed to fighter. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm yeah. the fighter of the gang. And this is, I guess, slow readers. I'm Wahlberg. He's Bale. Where we talk about books. And these glasses of wine are Amy Adams. And these glasses of wine are Amy I'm sorry, what, what, which one are you talking about? What? I'm sorry. Oh, the movie The Fighter. Yeah. For a second, I don't know. I, I thought, took a second. I thought you were talking about uh, The Prestige. I heard Christian Bale, and I, for some reason, I assumed it's like, yeah, yeah the other know. guy, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg playing uh, um, Jackman's character. What's his, what's his name again? The name? Uh, Character's adult, name. Uh, uh, Dayton... Uh, oh, fuck, I don't remember. No, yeah, names. yeah, like the great da- great Danton. Danton, that's yeah. what it was. It's me, Mark Wahlberg, the great Danton. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to remember like a good line hey, from him. David Bowie, all the good, Palace. All the good lines are from uh, Bale and that. I just realized, mm-hmm. like all the stuff I remember, it's like, yeah, those are all Bale lines. Mm-hmm. No offense, you don't, to... you don't know the courage it took every night. It's on that platform. Don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> tank or I'm gonna stage. You know what it's worth? It's worth that look in their eyes when you <laughs> when you look at them and they believe in something that they didn't believe in before, and you made it. Yeah. I, wa- I want this now. Let's uh, I want to watch that now. Anyway, Gabriel, we've been grab-assing so goddamn much mm-hmm. that we need to get into This is Ask Grabbers, the podcast. Be- yes, Ask Grabbers, a podcast where we talk about grabbing asses consensuously. We talk about consensually? consensual grabbing of butts, but mostly it's about topics. Yes, it's mostly about topics. Mm-hmm. This topic is not even books, short stories. It's a short story. We did a, sh- we did a short story. We did a short because every now and again we deserve a little break. Yeah, we do. Um, also because we self care is important. Doing like uh, writing and reading essentially on the side as well for our respective jobs and yeah. our, our, our other you know the things that we do. Guys, our lives are hard. <laughs> we get full benefits, and all I do is sit there in my beautiful office and read. To be fair, I don't want to be in the office right now. I think we have to go back to the office starting tomorrow. Can we t- can we message them and be like, listen, can we not be in a skyscraper? Mm-hmm. Can you just like rent us like a little like single room with a bathroom? Can it be in like the fourth floor, not the eleventh? I don't know if being on the fourth floor is even any better. Just... Yeah, you'd survive a jump from the fourth floor. Well, sure, but then the bu- what I'm worried about the building falling down. That's true. Like that's that's my chiefest worry. That's your shivis worry. Yeah, it's my shivis worry. Let's stop talking about that. <laughs> um, okay, we we're have, in Los Angeles. We are in Los Angeles, Earthquake City. Uh, so Gabriel, yes, uh, Daniel, you. So yeah, last week we did Stranded, which is a full novel. Stranded, even though. It was gone when we didn't read the whole thing. We decided that'd be the first veto we do on our list of doing on our episodes of doing every book in the Strand eighty yeah. because it was too long and too racist. Yep. Um. And now, uh, we're just gonna just gonna say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do a short story. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, every other week we're doing a short. Every story. other week we're gonna do a short story, at least like a shorter project, even as yeah. much as a comic last time book. we did Ted Chiang. We could be doing a, a, a comic book one. Last time we did Chang, Ted Chang from his uh, short story collection, Exhalation. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna we're gonna slightly pivot mm-hmm. to something very someone very similar to Ted Chang. I would say so in yeah. an interesting kind of way. In an interesting kind of way, it's kind of like there are similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there's similarities, but they're different enough. There there definitely is like a Venn diagram where if you look at this, most of the two circles actually fit inside one another. Yeah. Um. And I will get into no. I have I have a bunch of questions about that. But Gabriel, yes, you selected this time. Gabriel, what did we read this week? We read the short story "My Chivalric Fiasco" by George Saunders, featured in his collection, "The Tenth of December." Uh, Tenth sh- of December. Chivalric. Sh- sh- Chivalric. Chivalric. Sh- it's like some. It's not like something called like like a bald baldric lie. But Gabriel, what does cheval mean? Hmm. Cheval, the root word in chivalric. Well, it's also like in French, you could be a chevalier, which is like a knight. Chevalier. Mm-hmm. That's right, it's a knight. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, main character in Brotherhood of the Wolf was a chivalric. Chevalier. Chevalier. Sorry. Yeah. 
Dale. Let's so, watch that. It's a great movie. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. It's, it's also kind of not a good movie. Sure. Starring Mark Dacascos. Yes. Oh, he's great in that, really. I believe it. Uh, Gabriel. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, uh, George Saunders. This is the second time we're doing uh, George Saunders. We are. Because the first time we did this, he, uh, it was in 2017 when he published his first novel. Yes, indeed. Uh, Lincoln in the Bardot. Mm-hmm. Not at the Bardot. It's in, in the Bardot. Okay. Lincoln in the Bardot, um, which we did with the ladies from Only Lovers Left in the Library. Mm, check them out. It's a fun YouTube show. YouTube show. Very fun have we had, we had a nice fun talk about it and uh like i you am not i have not read a ton of george saunders mm-hmm. i've read i can name all of them i read the first story in this which i believe is called victory lap i think so yeah i read the novel uh lincoln and the bardo mm-hmm. and i've read the uh novella slash short story i'm actually not too sure how long it is uh fox 8 which got a uh, hardcover reissue cool that's illustrated um, I bought it. It's actually in Pennsylvania still, but um, yeah, that was really good. Have you read that one? I have not. Is it in here? To be fair, I've actually have not read much of him either. That, uh, the thing that really got me into him, well, first of all, I really like this short story collection. Um, though I have not read all of it, but uh, boy, where that was my first. I had some kind of a. I don't. I don't remember my first interaction with him, but the main thing was you that met I. Him? Yeah, I met him. I okay. high fived him. We we talked about beers and we shared lives. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, we were at I I went to a I forgot the organization even, but it was a huge live reading at the Lincoln Center that friend of the show Tosh Gonzalez, who is you know one of the only lovers left in the library, um, she has tickets to see these live readings, and I went to one featuring George Saunders and Carrie Brownstein. They were talking to each other, and they were reading samples from their books. Carrie Brownstein's reading from Hunger Makes Me a Modern Girl. And George Saunders was reading some bits from 10th of December. Mm. And also some of his other short stories, such as one from Civil War and Bad Decline. Mm. Mm. Stories are short, aren't they? I was doing uh, Skelksies from Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, I used to be able to do it. With... It's actually been a while. I don't yeah. know. It's been a while. Don't such fuck you. Uh, no, I just said it's been a while. I, you know what? And you still, you go fuck yourselves right there. That's fine. Whatever. Gabriel. How dare you stain the name of this podcast? <laughs> Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, so yeah, so you, you decided to select to read this one. Why, why are we reading uh, My Chivalric Fiasco? Well, I thought it was a fun one, especially because at that very reading, which was a great time, uh, B.D. Wong, um, noted actor, I believe he's in Law and Order... And Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park, sure. Um, he performed this short story with like all the. He he kind of really hammed up the 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 Charlie bits by be- sounding extra kind of redneck, mm-hmm. and then he went full on British glorious. Uh, well, let's go into the premise of the story. Well, actually, before we get into the premise of the story, Gabriel, uh, did you do a little bit of research on I George? I did indeed. On old Georgie Saunders. Old Georgie Porgy. Yeah, tell us about it because. I don't know too much about Georgie Saunders, except, you know, mm-hmm. like the surface and whatnot. So go ahead, Gabriel. Cool. All right, Daniel. Deep dick him. George Saunders is born December 2nd, 1958 in Amarillo, Texas. He's old. He's an old guy. He's almost as old as my dad, mm. who's old. Anyway, George has a degree in exploration geophysics from the Colorado School of Mines, sure. which is kind of uh, a wild thing here. I mean... Honestly, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he says it like this, that um, of his scientific background, Saunders has said, quote, any claim I might make to originality in my fiction is really just the result of this odd background. Basically, just me working inefficiently with flawed tools in a mode I don't have sufficient background to really understand. Like if you put a welder to designing dresses. 
which is kind of neat. I like that. So he worked in Sumatra, Indonesia for a while as a field geophysicist, like um, surveying oil fields. And, you know, that's where he began reading like hardcore because he liked reading growing up. But then he began reading nonstop because they're in the field of Indonesia. You'd work four weeks in the fields, then you'd have two weeks off to do nothing. So, quote, the game became filling up an entire suitcase of books sufficient to get me through the next two weeks of camp life. He got sick after swimming in a river filled with monkey shit, so afterwards he went home to America to become a writer, where he worked as a doorman, a roofer, a convenience store clerk, a technical writer, and a knuckle puller in a slaughterhouse. What? Yeah. A knuckle puller? Yes. It was like pig knuckles. I don't know. That might be my guess. Anyway, um, he ended up getting his MFA in creative writing at Syracuse. There he studied under Tobias Wolfe and Douglas Unger. I'm not very familiar with either of those guys. Yeah, Tobias Wolfe especially sounds familiar. It's like a name you see all the time. But yeah. Who was the other one? Douglas Unger. Past. Anyway, he met his wife Paula in the program, and in 1996, he would become a professor of creative writing in Syracuse as well, where he still teaches. And besides that, he's won both a Guggenheim and MacArthur Fellowship and basically every writing award there is except the Pulitzer and the Nobel. And that's about all you need to know about Georgie Porgy. Yeah, and uh, we I, I kind of briefly mentioned it more than anything. But yeah, and again, um, primarily a short fiction writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote one novel. Uh, two which, novellas. Uh, he, yeah, he wrote two novellas, which are included honestly, in his short story collections. I still fucking call short stories. Depends on how long sure. they are. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, only writes short fiction. He only, he wrote his first actual full-fledged novel and he published it in 2017. Uh, and until then he, much like Ted Chiang, is just like not interested in writing long fiction, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is, I find interesting that yeah. like, cause, uh, Gabriel, I, I don't know about you, but I, I have never been that much of a short story reader. Yeah, me honestly. When we when we decided we would do, let's mm-hmm. do every other week. Let's do a short story. I'm like, oh fuck, do I read short stories? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is that is the that is the interesting. And like, look, it's I, I feel like short stories are almost kind of like not in vogue as much mm-hmm. because Americans like the full meal course. You know, sure. we want something that's going to be like that's going to fill you up. No one ever really thinks about reading like i feel i feel like the audience for it might be slightly older i don't know or like it's like magazine readers like when everyone had subscriptions to like i don't know the new yorker or yeah a harper's quarterly i don't know and something like that is like i wish i could get into it but i probably i probably would never Mm -hmm. get into it you know just like getting like an actual literary magazine sure um uh, we were at this uh, this comic store on Lancashire, mm-hmm. and in on the inside they had uh, these old paperback, uh, like tiny little mass paperback things of like the old sci fi fantasy uh, uh, publications like Galaxy mm-hmm. and like you know names stuff like that, which like a lot of authors like Ted Chiang, uh, the others um, <laughs> got published in such and in, in, in such and such, where like essentially it's like it is like little uh, tiny little mass paperback with three stories in it. And I was like, that's awesome. That's cool. We should bring that back, Daniel. But it's not coming back. We should bring it back. I, I feel like it... <sighs> we'll start a newsletter. Uh, it's, wrong. it's very easy to start a newsletter. It's hard to keep it. <laughs> True. You know? Hey, we're 100... How how many episodes are we at, Daniel? You stop putting numbers in the episodes. No, we're at like 116, 17 or something like that at this point. Mm. I forget exactly. Um, yeah, I did it because... Okay. Okay. You know what? I did it because of fucking iTunes and like on like the, the podcast app... They list the number of the episode and then the title. Whereas, like, originally, I would put the number in the title. Um, 
but iTunes had like that new kind of reformatting, so it's very annoying. So episode one fifteen would be like one fifteen period one fifteen gone with the wind, you know? Okay. Um, and looking around, none of them have this, so it's it's kind of annoying. Where it's like, fuck, you know? Film spotting like, has it. What film spotting puts their number, mm-hmm. but it looks weird on the podcast app. Which at this point, I'm actually I'm primarily a Stitcher listener. We should put the number afterwards. Why? Hmm. Like oh, episode to, episode to, something rather yeah to avoid the redundancy. I guess I mean I guess that looks a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like it's either all or nothing. It's either going to be at the top at the start of it or nothing at all. Or put in the show notes maybe. Fucking stupid iTunes app. Mm-hmm. I yeah and I'm 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 exclusively Stitcher at this point. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah it is annoying because like Spotify all these other things they all don't list that except for the iTunes fucking app. Sure. So anyway, enough enough g- gab enough grab grousing. Ass- that's that's famous grousing. Gabriel. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've this is the first time I've read this mm-hmm. uh, story. This is the second time you're you're kind of reading this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel, tell us uh, now that uh, B D Wong isn't reading it mm-hmm. to you. Um, what is my chivalric fiasco about? My chivalric fiasco is almost like uh, like flowers for Algernon in the miniature. Mm-hmm. That it's a really interesting little story, you know, that George Saunders has these setups where, much like, like Kazuo Ishiguro would do, that you're being put in a science fiction scenario, except you don't know it because you're fixated entirely in one person's point of view, mm-hmm. where all the fantastical elements are just part of life, so nothing is out of the ordinary for them. But mm-hmm. then you have, what, like, really wonderful elements, like these pills that can change your like your brain chemistry and the way you speak. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. But the basic idea is a gentleman named Ted, a lowly janitorial worker at a kind of uh, medieval... Uh, what's the place called again? Medieval Times? Uh, I, I don't remember what the actual name was. It, I, I feel like they didn't explicitly... I don't think they say it, actually. They, they didn't explicitly state even what it is. Mm-hmm. They just You just get the feeling that it's something... It's like some kind of like Ren Faire or like some yeah. kind of like medieval it's festival like, Yeah, or something medieval like that. times kind of restaurant. That kind of, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. Where like, there's jousting and shit, whatever. Even though, like, again, a lot of that isn't explicitly mentioned. Like, no... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, anyway. But yeah, sorry, go so, ahead. So, <laughs> a guy named Ted works there. He's kind of, you know... He's, Ted... Yeah, Ted, he's like lower income. Clearly, he has a family to support. He's not a very bright guy. He's been a janitor for six years. He's been a janitor for six years. His family's ailing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then one night, he uh, goes out to the back to go take a piss when he discovers um, a his manager rushes past him named Don, and he finds a young lady who's his co-worker named Martha <laughs> who was sexually assaulted by Don. Mm-hmm. And... When Martha recognizes Ted, she pleads with him to not tell mm-hmm. because it would have, it would ruin her life. And Don, the shitty manager, is like, "Women, am I right, dude?" So basically, it's it's re- it's really hard for me to summarize this one like in like two sentences. It's it's hard, yeah. It's um like it's I think it's it's a short story. It's a short story. You're basically describing it almost scene by, scene. Yeah, scene by scene. So I'll try to hurry okay. through the rest of it. That the basic idea then is Don tries to buy the silence of both Ted and Martha. By giving them promotions, and when Ted becomes one of these like night guards, he's given a pill called Night Life night TM. Life. life, like what? Oh, it's R. Oh, R. What does R mean? What is R? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Reserved, I'm, right? It's reserved. It's like something like reserved or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And very quickly, he starts acting like a noble knight. And consequences follow. Yes, the 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 really a fiasco f- you might say happens. The, the really fun thing about this is that 
Um, it is from it is from like the conscious part of you, uh, point of view. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. of Ted. Yeah, so first person. For, so for most of the story, it is from his perspective, and it's very simple language. It's very very simple. It's not even like stupid. It's just simple, right? Yeah. And after he takes nightlife, all of a sudden his like the language that we're reading sp- uh, like goes from being very plain to all of a sudden very florid, old fashioned, mm-hmm. medieval, yeah. like pseudo medieval. Mm-hmm. Um, and give us a sample, Daniel. Uh, you have the book right now, so right, well, I was gonna open it and pass it to you. Okay. Well, I will. Where'd it go? But uh, yeah, and that is the fun experimental mm-hmm. kind of nature of George Saunders, where he plays a lot with style. Um, typography. Yeah, and actually, uh, I think a typography. Yeah, sure. no, actually, not, not I have typography. no idea. Is it? Does he? Does he? Because actually, I don't really know. No, it's the same <laughs> okay. stuff. Well, actually, so, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, Lincoln and the Bardot. That one was experimenting with that was typography. Cool. So here's so here's this one part of the scene where he finally it kicks in. It's mm-hmm. like, um, Kyle, I apologize if I have violated protocol. I blanked on my line, which was, "Your rashness bespeaks a manly passion." Instead, I was like, uh, no problem. <laughs> and then, blah, blah, blah. Just then, the nightlife kicked in. My mouth went dry. I felt it was nice. I felt it was nice of Kyle not to give me shit about my mess up. It occurred to me that I really liked Kyle. Loved him, even. Like a brother. A comrade. Noble comrade. I felt we had weathered many storms together. It seemed, for example, that we had at some point in some far distant land huddled together at the base of a castle wall, hot tar roiling down, and there shared a rueful laugh. As if to say, it is all but brief, so let's live. And then, what ho had charged up crude ladders with manly imprecations, although I could not recall the exact imprecations, nor the outcome of said charge. It's, yeah, it's seamless and awesome. It is, yeah, it is. It's it's fun meta text, like, pl- play. Yeah, and, yeah, except okay, Gabriel. Um, and I often really dislike meta text. Well, it's it's like that rare. Th- it's a lot like experimental fiction, where it's like there's so much bad mm-hmm. that does experimental fiction. Like I just remembered, like I looked up the Strand eighty list. We're gonna have to read a heartbreaking work of Staggering Genius by Dave Eggers, one of the worst fucking books I've ever read in my life. Gabriel, we can always veto it. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I want. I, we have to see how you feel about it first, because if you right. agree with me, we'll like, maybe I'll love. It. I'll be like, Gabriel, I love this. Then honestly, that'd be that'd be a fascinating conversation to have. Uh, Gabriel. Anyway, anyway, so like, no, it's it's. Yeah, and like and like a lot of people out there, I've read House of Leaves, and I was like, oh, sure. this is a brilliant example it's of really experimental neat. fiction. Yeah, that's fascinating. It, it it uses the meta text to an effect, you yes. know. Um, so yeah, uh, so uh, George Saunders, uh, I guess you can also call him just like an experimental writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I the, the stories that I've read, it's all it's it's always playing around with language um fox eight is told from the perspective of a fox who learned how to uh read and write cool um so it's like very rough and it's from the perspective yeah it's 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 very fun uh i highly recommend anyone who wants to read it um lincoln on the bardot was it like every other chapter would jump between from the perspective of two ghosts Mm mm-hmm uh, who don't, yeah, two ghosts in the quote-unquote Bardot, kind of like this in-between death stage, and then every other chapter, and not even every other chapter, like, and then every so often you do have a chapter that was basically, like, cut together from, like, jur- like actual journalistic, like, sources describing, yeah. like, the bank. Carl Sandberg. The, 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 yeah, and such. Um, and the, and what was the other one? Uh, in Victory Lap, it was told from the, uh, the, like, a stream of consciousness from the perspective of two children. Yes. Uh, oh, and a guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
it's and it's all it's always rooted in the mind and it sounds as manic and like scattered as like a child's thoughts and it's fucking harrowing it's yeah it is that one is is shocking um which is i've always been curious i'm like yeah i don't know anyway like i have been unable to (coughs) staying in oh no (laughs) i've been unable to stop thinking about that story since the very first time i read it that's my goats um yeah and it's yeah and george saunders just it's kind of strange how much he's able to do it he's able to do this right Mm-hmm. Um, like there is, there is like a, a, a I want to say like a really clear Vonnegut influence here. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. And sorry for talking about like the pretentious aspect of the story, but the story is very small and it's like interesting to talk about like the creation of it. And the sure. No. It. Yeah. I mean like hopefully <laughs> like, um, listeners not to take money out of George Saunders pockets, but, um, you can find this short story online. So if you want to read it, I mean, Dan, if you want to put in the show notes even better, but, yeah. um, so Daniel, before we dive even further into the really kind of nerdy stuff about writing meta text. Mm-hmm. How did you like the short story? Uh, I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the story itself was fine and simple enough. Um, I mean, it's, it's very, very simple. The, the yeah. actual main story itself. It's like, it's, it's almost like a single premise scene that goes down. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, yeah, it is like essentially a single, like everything leads up to a single scene and that's the important thing. Um, what's really important is just like the language and whatnot. And it, uh, there is, and oddly enough, you mentioned flowers or Algernon and although I've never read, Mm-hmm. Um and but I feel like everyone else has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I think I read it. I have no idea. I barely I don't know remember. What There's a mouse in that one. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Algernon's the mouse. The cover of really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Charlie is the main dude. All right. Cliff Robertson. Yeah. Uncle Ben. Climb out of my ass. No. Uh. <laughs> but um. Yeah. But like honestly, like my favorite thing about this, and this is probably going to be a hazy memory, not to get too far into it. <gasps> uh, killer last line. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. It is. It is wonderfully. Uh, Gabriel, do I know you kind of like didn't really describe what happened at the end there. Yeah. Let's just go for it. Sure. I mean, it's a short, it's a short story, and nothing about it is ruined by. It's called my chivalric fiasco. You know, yeah. some shit goes wrong. And also the way it was leading with the title, it's like, and he starts taking nightlife, and he gets like super brave and noble, noble and, yeah, and old fashioned, and then like, and then at some point, uh. Uh, Don, uh, what's his name? Don, Don something. Like, yeah, uh, the, the manager. The manager walks in, and at first he's like, "Oh," and then happily he entered in, and all our spirits were lifted. And then, um, damn it, Maria, Martha, 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 Martha walks in as well. Martha. And then you're just like, you're like, okay, you see this coming from a mile away. Uh, and sure enough, um, uh, uh Ted mm-hmm. suddenly can't stand it anymore. He can't stand the the fact that this woman the injustice. was the injustice and he basically declares it goes this man assaulted this woman yeah and in front of everybody yeah and immediately he is fired he's taken out back beaten and thrown away also you we didn't say that like his family is yeah very sick and depends on him and mm-hmm. also his promotion for his for like the hush payment for basically not talking about what had happened yeah um was basically going to lead to like his dad getting a back brace and all these things and whatnot mm-hmm. so because of this sh- chivalric fiasco he gets fired he doesn't have any more health insurance his family he's let down his family martha he- calls in and says well, it's a small town, so my fucking crazy husband found out, and he's going to maybe not like literally kill her, but he's gonna like lose his shit. Yeah, there's like a line where like a uh, where like, Ted bumps into Martha's husband, <laughs> and he's like, "Man, if one more thing goes wrong, I'm fucking killing myself, dude." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, and then yeah, so like Ted really like, dramatically in this huge speech like chews them all out, and then Martha's like, "Thanks a lot, Ted. You've ruined everything," mm. and so 
Ted is just like walks off down the street and stops for a moment as the nightlife starts fading away. It yeah. Like, are, you, I, I, are you reading the last line? I'm sorry. I don't oh, know. not the last line. Okay, you want to read it? No, yeah. no. Well, you you described like, what you're saying before. Another great sample sample of just being like the last paragraphs of him of the nightlife wearing mm-hmm. off, and it's like. I had really screwed the pooch, no lie. Although, on the other hand, did not the devil himself upon occasion don the garb of moderation as might befit his purpose? Was it not solitary that events might proceed so as to see Don Murray punished? Although then again, who did I think I was? Mr. Big Shot? Damn. Damn it. What a clusterfuck. Yeah. It's it's great here. The the, the, last paragraph's amazing. The one thing that also kind of benefits from reading this again is that that true to like old-fashioned English... Uh, nouns are high or uh, capitalized. Yeah. So like when he starts talking about like, although on the other hand, wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, like this is going to be hard to live down. I was almost completely myself now, which me, which uh, believe me, was no picnic. <laughs> and like you have a line like that, but picnic is still capitalized. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, nightlife. He's coming down from the nightlife, but at some point, like like he's gonna have like a little bit of like bump, like right at the end, and he feels it. And so after he's fucked everything up on his way home. By quote quote unquote doing the right thing. Doing the right thing and being punished for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also not doing essentially the right thing because that only makes things worse, I guess. Everyone is literally worse off for having done it. And everyone's pissed off at him and he's going to go home and tell his parents. Like he starts feeling like the nightlife given like a little bit of extra kick. So he decides to sit. So he decides to sit down the river. And this is the last uh, line slash paragraph. I took me to the banks of the river and tarried there a while. As the lowering sun made one with the water, giving generously of itself and its di- and its divers colors, in a splay of magnificence that preceded a most wonderful silence. Yeah, and it's it's, it's it gives me shivers. It is, yeah, it's this wonderful thing. A man knowing he's fucked up so badly, and he has like this little bit of extra kick of just like appreciation and also having the vocabulary to appreciate the last something. Last moment of poetic beauty. So he just sits down on the river and just kind of enjoys like that least, that that slight brief, w- yeah. like wonderful kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, pick me up and whatnot. So yeah. so if we haven't already sold you on this thing, if you like, if you like playful text, if mm-hmm. you like really lovely imagery, if you like a game in the way you read, you should really read the story. It's yeah. fun. And it's a, also, this is, I feel it's like probably one of the too. shorter stories even from this collection. I think so. Um, like it is very, like I read it in like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm a slow reader. You're a slow reader. I am. Um, Your t-shirt right now says in big, very, very awkward Sharpie, slow Game of reader. Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh boy, maybe I can't read. I am, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually. You're wearing, wearing your Stark shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing a Stark shirt. That I got, I believe, in one of the uh, special edition uh, Blu-rays for Game mm, of Thrones. I think I'm that wearing was, a plain white V-neck. I think it was uh, the second season. I Back see. when I used to collect all the B- Blu-rays, because mm-hmm. I was that much of a fan. Of course you were. Many years ago. Mm-hmm. Gabriel! Were we ever so young? Yeah, yes, we were. Uh, Gabriel! I remember going to Manhattan Best Buy to actually buy this. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that was that long ago? Mm-hmm. Well, it was like 2012, 2013. It's like fucking as old as this book. Yeah, I believe I borrowed those DVDs from you, and um, I never got to watch them because my ex only wanted to watch Grey's Anatomy. Aw, oh, that's too bad. And then I came home one day, and she was watching it with my neighbor. Gabriel. I would have been less <laughs> mad if she had been touching his dick. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. I think maybe we should go to break before we do final thoughts on sure, the story. that's a good idea. We've been going about half an hour. We have been. Um, so let's let's go on break. When we come back, we have a okay. literary game to play. <gasps> and then we're going to do final thoughts. But cool, Gabriel, man. in the meantime, throw us to break. Okay, here we go. ba 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 Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear listeners. What's up, guys? Two. Slow. Readers. I have a full glass of white wine that I think kind of smells like fart. 
Yeah, that's because it's made with fart apples. Yeah, boy, this, this nose really bums me out. Game out! Yes, Daniel. Now's not the time to talk about your fart faking tasted wine. Let fart farking tasting wine? <clears throat> Let me say it again. Now's not the time to talk about in. Your, fi- your fart tasting wine. Yeah, this doesn't taste like fart. It just tastes like old apples. Because now's the time for a literary game. Time for a literary game. Gabriel, I made this game for last week before I had the very inspired idea to test you on Southern authors who are actually Great. very good. Did Unlike get... Margaret Mitchell. Sure. Did you get the sound soundboard app? Oh, no, no, I didn't hear. All right. Let me do that real quick. Gabriel, full time. Sure. Oh, um, boy. Game sure. It's called Soundbox. Soundbox. Okay. Boy, games sure are a thing I enjoy. So. Um, sure, um, uh, boy, I finished watching Fleabag last night. That was a really great show. Keep talking. Boy, I mean, like, like, you know, you know, as much as I really did not like Andrew Scott as Moriarty, he is amazing in Fleabag as the sexy priest. Gabriel, do people talk, do people like him in Moriarty, in, uh, in Sherlock? I'm sure they do. All right. I really, I, I really, I really enjoyed what I saw of Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated him. <laughs> I did not like his Moriarty. Oh, it was so bad. It was, yeah. And honestly, like the the Sherlock Holmes movies, the Guy Ritchie movies that everyone hates. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jared Harris. Jared as Harris Mor- is a great Moriarty. Uh, the worst thing you could say about him is that he's almost too on the nose for Moriarty. Mm-hmm. But like, but he is he is like the classical traditional more like Moriarty type. Mm-hmm. And Andrew S- Scott. Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott was. Yeah, not Adam Scott. I, yeah, uh, <laughs> not Adam Scott. I really hate it when when people take a chance on reinventing a villain, nice, and they decide to full on Joker it. Like, uh, you know, I, I have a very great fondness for the early years of the reboot of Doctor Who, and yeah, uh, and uh, that's good timing. Derek Jacoby <laughs> appears as the master before he realizes he's the master, uh-huh. and then John Sim becomes the master, and he full on goes Joker ham with it, and I'm like. Uh, yeah, and um, and it really bummed me out. I I, I couldn't stand it. Plus, he was uh, a a bad guy in that awful James Bond movie. Correct. Yeah, bummer. But he's amazing. Great. He he's uh, amazing in Fleabag. Wait, none of these are. One second. Okay. Is my volume not on. Oops, that's Panda Pop. <laughs> Panda Pop, gotta play Panda Pop. Pop, pop, panda, pop. Wait, is that this one? Yep. It is. <laughs> Fun okay. of soundboards. So, Gabriel. All right. So, I actually made this list last time. Okay. Um, And I decided to do the other one, which is really good. So, we're just going to do it from last time. Gabriel, mm-hmm. this uh doesn't really have a title, but I will make it up on the spot. Gabriel, how well do you know... Your Patterson's Cushless the Woods. Oh, Patterson I would have got my flute, dude. The woods. Oh, that's Bosch Cross Bones. Bosch Cross Bones. Yeah, there's no Bosch here, unfortunately. That's too bad. Patterson Cushless the Woods. Patterson Cushless the Woods. Patterson Cushless the Woods. Hey! All right. So, Gabriel, we have talked many times about Patterson Cushless the Woods. Uh-huh. James Patterson's. Clive Clive Cushlers. Mm-hmm. And, and Stuart Woods. Stuart Woods's and Liam Neeson's. And Liam Neeson's. Neeson's. Liam Neeson's, though? Uh, so, like, yeah, no, we'll, where we play around with them and whatnot. Gabriel, do you know that they have many fun and interesting quotes floating around that you can just find on the internet? I'm sure they do. From them directly, talking mm-hmm. about the their the art and their craft. And Gabriel, I want to know if you can actually tell them apart. Because, uh, Gabriel... Uh, we don't actually, we don't know fucking jack shit about them, to be honest I know with nothing about them. Although we should, we should do one of their books. Sure. In the future. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, Gabriel, 
Actually, uh, you know, I, I can easily imagine. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. Um, if like reading one of those, especially like a Stuart Woods book, and it just sounds stupid and ridiculous, and you read it, and it's kind of like self, it's kind of aware, but it still manages to be fun about it. Can oh you, yeah, can you imagine that? Like we're gonna pick it up, and it's like, no, this was fun. This 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 is cool. It was fun. Sure. It was a fun time. I mean, we we are lit snobs, but at the same time, we are. Um, like I like I like fine wine, and I like good food, but also I love going to like. Burger King. You like a dirty booby story. I like a dirty slutty story. All right, so enough of that. So, Gabriel, slutty in a good sense. Son, same time. Yeah, slut is not an insult. Becky, you have the good hair. Uh, Gabriel. Uh, yep. same thing with the last time we've did this with the selling authors. I am going to read you a quote. Okay. From an author, and you're gonna get tell me whether this is James Patterson. Okay. Author of Alex Cross and the other Alex Cross books. I uh, Alex Cross. Run, Alex Cross. Run. <laughs> Crossfire. No, Alex Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Cross, please. Not even a joke. Merry Christmas, Alex Cross. Oh, boy. Uh, happy Hanukkah, or... Alex Cross. <laughs> uh, happy Easter, Alex Cross. <laughs> <laughs> happy Martin Luther King Day, Alex Cross. How old is your daughter, Alex Cross? <laughs> uh, Cash your credit, um... Alex Cross. <laughs> uh, uh, or mm-hmm. Clive Cussler, author of Sahara. Yeah. Uh, Vixen Zero Three. And zero threes. That was one. That was in the first game we played. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, or is it Stuart Woods, author of the Stone Harrington, Stone Barrington, Stone Barrington novels, Indecent Exposure? Just like name a thrilling Velocity. You probably. Uh, uh, Night tur- Train, Turbulence, <laughs> <laughs> Reloaded. Yeah, or like, I think Stuart Woods ones often have like a sexual kind of sexual kind of a uh, like money shot. There you exactly. That's yeah. one. Uh, a donkey style. Oh, <laughs> I really hope there's a Stuart Woods book just called, called donkey, donkey style. <laughs> donkey style? Yeah, he's a donkey I said, style. I said doggy. Oh, I said donkey style. Yeah, my nose is kind of stuffy, so maybe sure. it's not like that. So, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. I'm gonna read a quote. I have seven quotes. Okay. And you're gonna tell me who it is. I'm gonna. I, I wonder how I'm gonna do on this one. So Gabriel, your first quote. I was on an episode of Castle. There is no greater unknown than the sea, and no greater mystery than a lost ship. Is that James Woods? Okay. Clive Cussler or Stuart Woods? If that's anyone but Clive Cussler, that would be amazing. Gabriel. Oh, wait, one second. One second. One second. One second. Panda Pop ad. God damn it. Fucking hell. Yeah, go away. Thank you. Gabriel. You're all right. Nice. That was it. Starting off very easy. Thank um, you. Clive Cussler, the guy who primarily writes about the sea, sea adventures, and also lost ships. And Nazis on the moon. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I don't know if that was also another quote on here. Uh I did this a while ago. I didn't look at them again. Sure. I'm sure I did a very fine job. Uh Gabriel. Your second quote. Okay. A new novel should be brash and ambitious and announce the arrival of a new talent. Is that James Mm -hmm. Patterson, Alex Cronos, Clive Costler, Boats, Dirk S- Dirk Block Stuart Woods Dirk, Dirk Pitt. Pitt Pitt Dirk two, Pitt two, two manly last names <laughs> Such two <a> man. items <laughs> or Stuart Woods Hollywood I don't know <laughs> Stone Barrington let's see um, uh, that I think is James Patterson it's James Patterson are you sure no why would yeah. I be sure Gabriel I'm grasping at straws you are a huge nerd you're wrong. That sounds like a nice thing to say to me. <laughs> sure. Gabriel, you're <laughs> wrong. That was Stuart Woods. Stuart Woods okay, okay. Okay. So you see, I'm going to fuck with you. Fine, I see. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Third question. Mm-hmm. 
Life is hard, and a lot of people come home tired from work. If they're gonna spend half an hour reading, they need some entertainment, and they want some sense- I'm missing a word here. They want some entertainment and a sense of achievement. So that's what I give them. That's all I'm trying to do. Is that really so wrong? That's James Patterson. James Patterson, Clive Costa, Stuart Wood. Gabriel, how sure are you that that is James Patterson? Not at all. Okay. Hey! You're right! I did it! Good job, Gabriel. That was James Patterson, and I feel like it was most pretty obvious, actually. Mm-hmm. Gabriel! The most apologetic of his work. He's like, why do people keep making fun of me? <laughs> I'm just trying to give people what they want. God I'm giving people joy. Gabriel. What are you giving them? Third, four, fourth question. Fourth question. The fascination for me is searching the unknown for a mystery. Hmm, that could be any of them. Is that James Patterson? Is that Clive Cussler? Or is it The Woods? I'm going to say that sounds like Cussler, but I'm going to say that's Woods. You're going to say it's You're going to say it's Woods? Mhm. All right, Gabriel. You ugly, you're ugly and your mother ugly and your sister ugly. You just plain old ugly. Wow. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> Damn it, was it Cussler? It was it was Clive Cussler. Fuck. Yeah. I thought you were trying to play me. I know. Damn it. Double blind. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Wait, Double actually, blind how many so far? I think you got two right? I'm at two right. Okay, so two two. Two two. Two two, it's not Double a two, blind, two. the new book by James Patterson. Alright, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Your third last one. Okay. Number five. Sure. I've never really had any trouble coming up with ideas. They just grow like weeds, which for some reason I have a deep jab to there. <laughs> the weeding is the hard part. You want me to repeat that? No. Is that James Patterson's, okay. Clive Cussler's, or Stuart Woods, and that's me bumping the mic. Oh, you're in my head now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick to Woods again. you stick with Woods? Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yeah! You're right! That was Stuart Woods saying that uh, he always has ideas, he just needs to weed out the bad ones. What's two D's in weeds? Yeah, puts D, two D's. Or spells it W-E-E-K-D-S. Weeds? Weeks. Clearly it wasn't an accident. I mean, it's, high, it's a highlight. I just didn't go back into auto and just check that. Sure. Uh, clumsy fingers. Gabriel! Yerp. Sixth quote. Okay. <laughs> the vampire underworld is much larger than anyone can imagine. It exists in all the cities mentioned in the book, but also in many, many more. Teenagers, especially, seem to act out vampire fantasies. Is that James Patterson, Clive Cussler, or The Woods? That's Anne Rice. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that's Clive Cussler, because I don't think either of them write about vampires. Right. Either the others, anyway. All right, so Gabriel, in second. Let me look at oh my god, it'd be so good if he's not even talking about his own work. He's just talking he's about, just an, talking Anne about an Anne Rice book. He's like, yeah, in this book. All right. Uh, so, Gabriel, which one did you say? That you, said... you are one pathetic loser. You said what's right? I said, no, I said, uh, I said, uh, Custler. Oh, Custler, okay. You are one Damn pathetic it. loser. Damn yeah, it. Okay, I got it right. I accidentally hit that the first time. Gabriel, you were wrong. That is James Patterson. He wrote a vampire book? I think one of his teen series was, uh, was a vampire thing. Okay. I, I think so, to be honest. I'm not too sure, because, um... What's the maximum overdrive? Maximum that's ride. That's maximum his, ride. That's his manga. That is that is well. It was adapted into a manga. It, I no, think, he wrote it. That's his manga. Yeah, but it was originally a book series, like a novel series. Oh really? I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought it was always a manga. And it was adapted into a manga. Oh, okay. Um, f- blame me. I apparently fucking know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh okay. But I think Daniel that, would know. That one's kind of like X Men or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
but I think one of his other ones, I'm not even too sure which one, one of them is about kids and their vampires. Sure. Gabriel, what uh-huh. are, you, are you at 3-3? Three, three? Yeah, this Here. is a tiebreaker. 3-3, three, three, so last one. <laughs> All right, Gabriel, last one. The culinary scene in Phoenix is incredible. Huh. <laughs> is that James James Patterson? Okay. Is that Clive Cussler? Or is that Stuart Woods? I forgot Patterson's first name. <laughs> <laughs> Patty Patterson? Patty Patterson. I don't think that's Woods. It's probably not Woods. That's what he says. Um, then Phoenix. I think James Patterson just came out of a book about, about a cook or something. Mm. I'm going to say Patterson. You're going to say... Gabriel, how, how sure are you? Not very... James Patterson? Yes. Gabriel. Epic fail. Oh, oh, damn it. Shit. Gabriel, Clive Cussler talking about that, the culinary scene that in was Phoenix? Clive Cussler talking about critiquing the culinary scene in Phoenix, Arizona. Damn it. Gabriel, unfortunately, you do not I know your, you do not know your big white guy writers. I never claimed to do so. I thought you were the hugest fan of white guy writers. No. The popular writers, too. Yeah, popular white guy writers? Between, uh, what's that? Between either of us, technically, I am the the white guy writer reader. Uh-huh. Uh, totally. Um, yeah, I'm the <laughs> Japanese guy reader. You don't read that many Japanese authors. Well, I try to. One. No, I have and I have like a couple of different books. I mean, Ishiguro. Um, I he's bought British. that. He's a Japanese British. Yeah. Um, also, what's his? God name? don't give half credit. Yeah, I have that book by Banana Yoshimoto. Super psyched to have, mm-hmm. and that on Kokoro. So. All right, I'll fine, read Japanese multiple whatever. Japanese authors, you fuck. Okay, yeah. Fine. Fuck you. Fuck you. So, okay, Realm, mm-hmm. that was Do You Know Your Patterson's Cusses of the Woods. Patterson Cusses of the Woods. Patterson Cusses of the Woods. Patterson Cusses of the Woods. The answer's hey. no. So, let's go on break real quick. When we come okay. back, we're going to talk about Final Thoughts with oh. my chivalric fiasco. Gabriel, send us a break. Okay, it's hot. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear listener, readers. I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel. Hooray. And this is Slow Readers, Farica's Farica's Fast Face. Farica and Erica's Shavely Fast Podcast. Gabriel, it's very hot out. Sure is. Um, And it's very hot in. Mm-hmm. It's July here in Los Angeles. It's pretty warm. And you know what? Being in a fucking walk-in closet that mm-hmm. is, that doesn't have ventilation can get pretty exhausting. Yeah, agreed. Dr- drinking wine and being in a hot closet kind of makes you sleepy mm-hmm. Gabriel so sleepy that said Gabriel uh-huh. uh how are you fine um I have to go into my restaurant job in a couple hours and I'm exhausted that's cool um I am also facing a dragon uh I have nothing to do for the rest of the day specifically that I absolutely need to do mm-hmm. so I can essentially just lay back down and go back to sleep you know Daniel whenever you feel like going to sleep you should take a walk instead fuck you Okay, that's what I try to do. Gabriel. Uh-huh. So. Yep. Uh, uh, George Saunders. Mm-hmm. Georgie Saunders, mm-hmm. we're returning to the, to the guy, the man. Wait, let me let me triple check something. The myth. It's pronounced Saunders and not Sanders, right? I'm assuming it's Saunders. Sanders is spelled differently. Yeah, but I have a weird feeling that at that event, it, like, it was like No, I Sanders. remember. All right, well, here's the thing. Uh, George Saunders is a huge fan favorite of uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. and he says Saunders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in fact, if anyone out there is interested in, in, in uh, George Saunders, you could always like look up- George Saunders, 
Okay, yeah, thank God. You, you could always uh, look up uh, George Saunders on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, he's been on himself, like, reading, like, a Christmas... I forgot, he read, like, a Christmas story to him. Cool. Out loud the one time. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. Uh, Stephen Colbert's a huge nerd for him. Yeah, when I saw him... Uh, when, again, when I saw him live, he read his short story, Offloading from Mrs. Schwartz, which is just really... Uh, like, I think it's one of his first short stories. Mm. And it's this really, really excellent, like... Again, a sci-fi premise in a regular, boring, depressed person's point of view. It's mm. a really great short story. Cool. Gabriel! Hi! Now it's time to do final thoughts. Okay. On my chivalric fiasco, Gabriel! Yes, Daniel? Let me ask you something. Okay! What's your final thought, boy? Well, um, I think this is a great short story. It's one of my favorite short stories. I like the It's way... one of your favorite short stories? Totally magodally brutally. Oh my god. I know. Yeah. It's um yeah, I picked it after all. Oh, it's um it's fun. And you can't say that often about reading. That like I love reading, obviously. We have a, a literature podcast, but it's not like a joy. It, it doesn't sing to you. And this short story specifically, not just because of B.D. Wong, it really sings. And I enjoy reading it. It's fun. I laugh. It's a it's a great story that it's really shows a master at his craft. Yeah, no, no. Daniel William. Yes. Uh I also very much liked it. Um I don't know to probably not to the extent that you enjoyed it, but no, I, I very much enjoyed it. Uh every time I read George Saunders, you go, Oh, is this how and then you read another one and like, oh that's that's just how he likes to do things. Like every story like basically feels sounds and is written differently. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's totally cool that the dude is able to Make again, like we said this about Ted Chang. It's cool that like somebody is able to be this highly to to like really put like the craft of a story really mm-hmm. up there because I mean this seems simple enough the story, but I'm sure it was incredibly difficult to when Hammerstein get right. Like yeah. it's, it needs to be very exact. Mm-hmm. You could say the same thing about Ted Chang stories. Ted Chang stories, which are also very heady. Um, so like it's kind of cool seeing that you have an author who's just gonna be like. Uh, I'm going to be firing on all cylinders in every single short story, uh, and I refuse to do anything other. I refuse to do it any other way. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool to find somebody to do this. After all, to quote William Faulkner, which was one of the uh, written uh, quotes that I, I I played in the game last week. Uh, you can't kill a good author because they'll just find a way. Shut. Paraphrasing Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So that's final thoughts, I think. Okay. Uh, Gabriel, we have one more segment, and that's called Hey. Easy memories. Hey, easy memories. Brought to you by Birthday Boy. Birthday Boy. Jonathan B. Hayes from the Whip Around Happy podcast. Happy 62nd birthday. Happy 60, 62nd birthday, Grandpa. Uh, he was very Papa. He was very happy with our birth uh, birth card. Our, birth our birthday card. card. Yes. That uh, that we got him, uh, which was but his two favorite things. It was religious and it called him Grandpa. Yes. Yes. It must have been very, very amusing. Yes. Uh, we had a lot of fun putting that together. And mm-hmm. we also got him a gift. We uh, did. Gabriel, you go like you you always go to that used bookstore yeah and uh and you find you bring home a bunch of goodies one of them was like this old like shorts like a short collection a, of... a first paperback edition of a 1991 publication of the encyclopedia of ghosts <laughs> it's pretty awesome it was pretty awesome so yeah we, we, that was a really good gift gabriel mm. and uh and give sean the greatest gift of all by checking out the whip around podcast whip around is one word they're a fun weird news show give them a rate review and subscribe and a listen and we have this segment called hazy memories in honor of sean where we ask each other 
what's the memory you're going to hold on to in the future when maybe 10 years from now, someone's like, hey, I'm, uh, have you read any uh, George Saunders short stories? What about this one, My Shavak Fiasco? And your mind is going to go back and wheel back to that time when you saw George Saunders' dick. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. In front of everyone. What is your hey? Ted Mosby was there. Easy memories from my chivalric fiasco. I, 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 I think this whole thing is a small enough compartment that I can remember the whole thing always. Yeah. Ew. Fuck you, Gabriel. That's an interruption. Gross. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, bless you. All right. Bless you, Daniel. Ah, Gazooned Heights. Thank you. I just You're blew the mic. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> so... I, I love every little bit of this short story, but, you know, I love that that ending there where it just starts, like, jumping back and forth between his normal speech and the nightlife. It's just it's just a wonderful image. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Daniel, your hazy memory. My hazy memory? That last line. Mm. As I said before, it's like, hey, not to get too far ahead, but that's, that's, that's it. It was a really... A wonderful little touch in a very simple but stylized story that mm-hmm. was that was very well done and it's this nice little thing this moment of rec- uh, recollection and peace before the storm that's true between the storms the eye of the storm one would say so that's that let's not talk about this boring ass dude george saunders I'm get done. the fuck out of here fuck Georgie. out here dog gabriel what are we reading next time next time we're hopping right back onto that strand 80 list we're getting right back on that island we're going back to being stranded yeah. we're doing um one of my favorite books of all time at least back when i was 19 it was i have not reread it since i was like Ooh. i might have been like 21 the last time i reread it but it is milan kundera's the unbearable lightness of being yeah um we'll see how well that half philosophy textbook half drama about people fucking all the time mm, we'll see if i like it uh we'll see how well it holds up for you gabriel yeah it'll, it's gonna be interesting okay uh so that's what we're gonna read next time uh, i felt bad that like we haven't done a strand in a while and when we did come back it was first gone to win which we hated we were dragging our feet on it for a while and then we did not care. I mean, you you hated it, yeah. and I found it nauseating. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we're going right back to it, and hopefully, then hopefully, the one after this will be something interesting, like wink, wink, the bell jar. Sure. Come on, dice. I'm surprised that you're really pumped to read the bell jar. Why not? I mean, I don't know. Just like what? An, it's it's a great book. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. I don't know. It's it a seems... it's like a, it's one of like the great American uh, sure, novels. It seems like a random one for you to be like super pumped for. I want to read it. I've never, I'm, I'm I'm interested in mm-hmm. it. I've just it's one of those things like you hear about all the time, but it's like I don't actually know what it is, mm-hmm. and people have an idea about what it is. Um, but it's, it's the not... point of view of a donut, the last donut in the bell jar of an old cafe. Fuck you. Oh, um, like, my frosting's crusty. Oh, no, here comes Ariana Grande. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested in that. But anyway, so fuck you, Gabriel. Uh, fuck you. Let's, uh, so now that we have one final thing to do, it's called Plugs. Gabriel, uh-huh. do, where can people find you? What can you want to plug? Are you pushing any goddamn bullshit on us this time? I mean, besides the normal stuff, you can find me on Instagram at read.richers, read like reading a book, rate, review, and subscribe to this show. It's very important to us. It helps us get out there. Um, Get one of our stickers. If you review our show on the Instagram, sorry, review our show on on iTunes and um, message us on Instagram. We'll send you a free fucking sticker of Joyce Carol Oates on the Oats box. Um, and as always, please check out self-evident Asian America stories. Um, the latest episode is also very good. Um, uh, my episode is episode three, the talk we were supposed to have. Um, it, it was featured on the AV club. Mm. So, uh, kind of a big deal. Kind but if you haven't deal. listened to it yet, please check that out. I'm very proud of it. And, um, let's make sure that show keeps going. Yeah. Daniel, 
Yes. You can follow me on Instagram at Slow Readers. You can follow me on Twitter at Top Gun Radio. And as always, you can buy my books on Amazon right now and paperback and eback. A Cook in the Kingdom and The Shadow from the Deep. Cool. Uh, and then that's that's it. That's all I got to say. Um, so let's just uh, trail off and end the show. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Top Gallant Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topgallantradio.com. <laughs>